glory and praise, power and strength. Y'all just missed that. If you give them glory and praise, you'll get some power and strength. Come on, I dare you to give them some glory and praise. In exchange, you'll get some power and strength. I need somebody online right now to just start typing glory and praise. And I promise you, you'll start feeling some power and strength this morning. Come on, give God a praise today. Come on, all in this room, let's give God a praise this morning. Yes, Lord. second week of our onset series and last week we discussed why we should consider it joy when we're being tested the trials and troubles and tests produces endurance perseverance and patience and this week we're continuing to look at how God is moving us from trouble to triumph and how trouble and testing is designed to align our actions with God's action. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you, we celebrate you for the God that you are. Lord, you are the potter, we are the clay. Mold us, shape us, make us, break us to what you need us to be. Holy Spirit, we give you full authority, minister through our minds, speak with our tongue, love with our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This morning, the word will come from John the first I'm James chapter 1 verses 4 through 12. I'm just going to lift two verses of scripture this morning, verse 4 and verse 12. Here is the word of the Lord. Here it is. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Verse 12. Blessed is the one who preserves under trials because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Again, for the timeless mind, I'm preaching the part two of moving from trouble to triumph. Lil, it is important to understand that in order to authenticate our faith, it must be tested. We see early in Jesus' ministry in Matthew chapter 4, when he's in the wilderness, that he is tested. It was necessary to authenticate to his audience that he was what he confessed himself to be, which is the Messiah. God's purpose for testing helps us to authenticate us as Christians, but it also helps us to measure where we are when it comes to our Christian development. The teachers in the room understand what it means when I say testing helps you to understand development. Paula, I know you know this because on the first thing a teacher does when they get their class or they test their students in order to see where they are developmentally. Sue, I know this because students are tested in the beginning of the year and then at the end of the year you measure 
your student's progress. When the student has done the entire, all the requirements, they should have perfected and completed the grade. There are times when students are tested at the end and some students show minimal or no progress. When this happens, one must look at the student's attendance or how much work that student have or have not completed. Great City, our tests and trials and troubles help us to measure where we are developmentally in our faith. We should not be in the same place we started. We should show progress over time, and we definitely should not have gone backwards. You know, Grace City, I believe 2020 was a year of testing. I believe that the basic tenets of our faith was tested like never before. Basic tenets of our faith of love, where Matthew says, love the Lord God with all your heart, all your mind and all your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. Our basic tenet and our faith of forgiveness that we are to forgive those who, who have debt and forgive those who debt us. Basic tenets of our faith like oneness. You know, there's neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free male or female. We are all one in Christ. Basic tenets like grace, like for it's by the grace that we've been saved through faith. It's the gift of God which we, none of us can boast. I believe the basic tenets of our faith was tested. And the question for you and for me this morning, how did you score? <laughs> did you find that you're still struggling with things that should have been worked out in the early stages of your faith development? Are you loving God and your neighbor? Are you, forgive, are you dealing in forgiveness? Are you dealing with grace? How about compassion with mercy, justice for all people, unity of the body? I believe that God is just like every teacher on the earth. They want to help their students to get to the next grade and perfect or complete their assignment. But our test showed some real weaknesses and deficits in our faith. Our tests show deficit in our unity. Our tests show some deficits in our justice. Our tests show deficits in forgiveness. Our tests show that we had deficits in this idea of grace. Our tests show that we had in the church deficit in our compassion. Our tests show that we have deficits in loving all our neighbors. The test showed real weaknesses in our faith development in the Christian community. The test showed our confession does not match our action. But this is the good news about the test, is that the test is still moving us from trouble to triumph. Well, you know, Grace City, I, my daughter, Corey, six months ago, uh, had tore her ACL, and, she and she's progressing really well. And now we're six months later, and I went to the surgeon, and I asked the surgeon and the therapy, therapist, when can we come back? Dr. Lunnan said, Pastor Corey, I will let you know when I test her. I need to see if the knee was injured is as strong as the knee that wasn't injured. If the injured knee has the health is healthy as the knee that wasn't injured, then we know that she's ready to go. Dr. London gave the report. She said, I have some good news and some bad news. The good news is the injured knee 
is just as strong as the healthy knee. In some cases, the knee was actually stronger than the good knee. But the bad news is after I've tested her, I discovered Corey's entire body needed to be strengthened. Her upper body, her core, and her lower body. In other words, Dr. London said, you are not going back to where you were. I know you want to go back to where you were. But the problem is, when you go back to where you were, that's the reason why you got injured. Because the body wasn't strong enough at that time. But I don't want you to go back to where you were. I want you to come back with your entire body strengthened. Let me come get you, Grace City. Some of us have been praying that we would get back where we were. But the test showed that the entire body of Christ needed to be strengthened. Grace City, 2020 was our year of testing. And I don't think our test results showed that the body of Christ looked as great as we should. But I come to tell you this morning that God is going to realign us and strengthen the body in this season. Well, in our text this morning, James is writing to those who had trials and tests in their faith. He wants his audience to know that there is benefits in testing the believer. I told you last week that test produces patience, comes through perseverance. The idea of perseverance is carrying a heavy load. It's putting a load on you to carry around to see how you endure and how you are able to stand up. It is the purpose of the test. It's not to harm you. The purpose of the test is to strengthen you. And James is clear that God is not testing you to harm you. He is testing you to bring forth strength and endurance. Many of us get frustrated with God because we want to go through life without being tested. But the only way you can measure and understand where you are in this faith is through testing. We need to stand on the fact that testing is moving us from trouble to triumph. James is looking at the believer's response and trouble and seeing the body of Christ needs to be strengthened. Oftentimes, tests put stress on areas by observing their response and looking at how, the, how we recover from the stress. And James is looking at the body and said, this body needs to be strengthened. Grace City, if we are going to be strengthened and aligned, when we are strengthened and aligned, the first thing I see is that God is aligning our will with his will. Look at the text in verse 4. He said, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, not lacking anything. The first alignment is our will being lined with God's will. We need to understand that the testing of our faith has a benefit and it's not to harm us. God is aligning us by testing us to perfect and complete us. But this is the problem, Lil. The problem is that our modern day mind looks at the text and defines perfection as the condition or state to qualify of being free uh, of, of flaws and defect. We see perfection as flawless or sinless. 
the biblical definition for perfection, watch this, is mature. The test is there to mature you and strengthen you. The word used here in the Greek is the word teleos, which refers to being fully developed or coming to a place of maturity. God's will for us is that we would be fully mature Christians and act our faith out in that manner. This is why in Job, when he lost his family, he lost his friend, he lost everything. He was tested in this trial. All of the people that was around him had an immature response. They said, Job, it must be because you've done something wrong or God is mad at you. But Job had one friend, Elipaz, who had a mature response. And this is what he said to Job. He said, if I were you, I would appeal to God. I would lay my cause before him. He performs wonders and he cannot be phantom. Miracles that cannot be counted. He provides rain for the earth. He sends water on the countryside. The lowly he sets high and those who mourn are lifted to safety. The mature response to the trials is what? God is lining up with the will of God. His friend was able to line, line Job up with the will of God. It is the alignment with God's will that is most important in our lives. The important that God wants us to have a mature and complete response. The word completion here means to be whole. It re refers to full health. God's will is that we would be complete mature and whole so that we can bring the kingdom of God forward. So the first alignment I see here is that we have to align with God's will. But the second alignment I see here is that we have to align with God's heart. God, we have to align our hearts with God's heart. Here it is in the text. If any of, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of sea thrown, tossed by wind. The person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such person is double-minded, unstable, steady in all they do. And aligning our hearts with God's heart, we stand in wisdom knowing that God is good no matter how hard our test is. Let me pause here and say that again. We stand knowing that regardless of how hard our test is, God is good. God wants what's good for us. God wants what's best for us. But the problem is, the mistake we make is that we respond to God out of our feelings instead of seeking wisdom and understanding. You can't align with the heart of God simply out of your feelings. If you want to align with God's heart, watch this. He says you have to align with me in the test, watch this, seeking wisdom and understanding. But the text says, well, I love this, he is generous to give you the understanding. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. But the question is, are you functioning out your feelings? <laughs> or are you going to get the understanding? <laughs> because we serve a God. The 
that is willing to give you just what you need. He wants you to understand the purpose for the test. James is clear that our faith is not based on the circumstance or our feelings, but our faith is based on wisdom and understanding. In other words, James is saying, don't allow your feelings to define who God is in the test. God is willing to give wisdom and understanding if you seek him. This is why the Proverbs writer, watch this, wisdom literature said these words. Look, Solomon, trust the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding. <laughs> Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. God is willing and generous in the test. His heart is for you to understand. He's not holding back on you. And the key he says here is that when you ask him, though, Paula, don't be double-minded. You can go boldly to him and ask God and seek the understanding and the wisdom. And that will, it is God's heart to give you the understanding. So the first thing I see is he aligns our will with God's will. He wants us to be mature and complete <coughs> in the testing. The second thing I see is we must align our hearts with God's heart. Know that he wants the best for us and he wants to give wisdom and understanding while we're being tested. But the last thing I see, we must align ourselves with God's spirit. Aligning with God's spirit. Everyone, Grace City, has a place in the field of God's kingdom here on earth. Listen to verse 9. Believers in humble circumstance ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in humiliation which they will pass away like wildflowers. The sun will rise and scorch their heart and wither the plant. It will blossom and fall. Aligning with the spirit is everyone who, everyone, God does two things here which, in the text, which I think is beautiful. He addresses the poor and he addresses the rich. And he says, to align with the spirit, there's two things to be found, Paula. There is glory and humility. To those of you who are in the test, who've been broken and torn and tore up in the test. He says to those who are poor in spirit, poor in circumstances, no material wealth. He says to those people, in all of that, you can still find glory. Why? Because at the end of the day, you are a child of God. And on the other side of this, it will be better. You can stand on the glory that God has more for you. But then he talks to those who have material wealth, who's doing well on this earth. And he says to them, he gives them a warning. He says, you need to stand in humility. Don't use those materials as if that is what's going to sustain you at the time of testing. He says, you have to understand that it is through the humility and the grace of God that we all poor and rich stand in the same place. Because what it needs in the time of testing is the full understanding that you are a child of God. That is what makes the difference, whether you're rich or poor. We are children of God. So I close with this today, just simply saying that the testing of your faith is to line you with the will of God. The testing of your faith is to simply align with the heart of God. 
And the testing of our faith is the lines with the spirit of God. And then here's the outcome. And I love verse 12. Let's read it. Blessed is the one who preserves under the trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive a crown of life that the Lord has promised those who love him. Let me pray for us. Our Father and our God, we thank you, we bless you, and we honor you. We thank you because, God, in the trial, you moving us from trouble to triumph. Now, God, I pray that you would speak to your people, God. Those of us who have gone through the test in 2020, I pray that 2021 will be the year that you would align us as the body, that we will be stronger, that you would strengthen us, that you would make us better. God, thank you for these words of James, God, how he is very clear that there is no rich or poor, but and we are all in need to be a child of God and align with his purpose. God, we are thank you for the maturity that comes from the test. Thank you for growing us up, perfecting us, God. God, we thank you also for how you have in the test that we can find understanding and clarity and wisdom. So God, be with your people. Let us find it all. And we give you praise, honor, and glory. In your name we pray. Amen.